0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. On the Greens. Focus now will be even more directed on South American weather. The La Nina doesn't appear to be going anywhere. The 90-day SOI is 11.18, still supported by the strong daily indicator. A positive 8 indicates La Nina. The SOI breathes in and out, but right now appears to be holding its breath near highs. If it is peaking now, it will still linger into spring. I don't think that this will do U.S. winter wheat any good. Dr. Elwin Taylor has surmised that given La Nina that there is a 70% chance of a below-trend line corn yield in the Corn Belt. Good thing that we do not grow corn in January. Last year, we started the season with a full profile of subsoil moisture and then drained the tank to empty by the end of the growing season. That caused a late-season collapse in the corn yield, according to USDA Tuesday. We will start this growing season without moisture reserves in Plain States and Western Corn Belt. That will make us dependent on timely rains. Hope we get good crop insurance prices when set in February. It is possible that we could see a drought market here in the United States in the spring if planting conditions are poor. Farmers are going to try to respond to these prices by planting more acres, but their ability to do so will be impaired by drought. USDA took down their corn yield in 23 states. They dropped Minnesota 10 bushel per acre, Wisconsin 10 bushel, and Iowa 6 bushel per acre. They dropped yields with either some larger declines in the eastern states where they had serious drought too. Delaware was off by 21 bushel per acre, so they will be short of chicken feed. They added 4 bushel per acre to the Missouri corn yield. That all fits the weather pattern. USDA dropped the soybean yield in just 13 states. Hurricanes hurt crops in Louisiana as did drought in the northeast U.S. They added 1 bushel per acre to Illinois and took one from Iowa. I do not know how farmers in Iowa make 53 bushels per acre at 9 to $10 a bushel, where they sold most of them, and make that work. Our local soybean bid this morning was $13.65. That is profitable for a change. and soybean markets are almost irrelevant to many farmers who have sold most of their production and have none to cash in on. They are now watching from the sidelines. One problem is that the landlords are all going to hear how farmers sold their corn for $5 a bushel and soybeans for $14 a bushel, so there's no chance of any sympathy on cash rents. You have to have an inventory in production to be able to get the dollars that are offered by the markets. That is easier said than done. My advice to clients and subscribers last August was to cover hedges and bend the crops. Given negative margins, the ethanol industry is likely to be most vulnerable to liquidation ethanol stocks have been building because of weak demand. We would expect some plants to shut down or curtail their crush. The Trump EPA is not leaving without taking a parting shot at the ethanol industry. They will reportedly approve some more waivers as they go out the door. Trump lied to us about supporting ethanol. Big time SRE lies. And his EPA appointments were anti-ethanol shrills. The ethanol industry supported Biden more than most know. We will soon see what that got them. Incoming Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack had been a friend of the ethanol industry and has the authority and funds to give COVID aid to plants. If so, he has the power to take some of the sting out of the hurt the ethanol industry is going through. I'm still trying to gauge the risk in the Supreme Court taking the appeal from a favorable circuit court ruling on SREs. We now have more than one reason to loathe Ted Cruz. On the cattle... They were pretty quick about deducting gains in the corn market from feeder cattle futures. Basis levels for corn vary regionally, favoring northern feedlots located where the corn is, over Texas feedlots where they have to rail it in. Those who feed cattle in custom lots will look north for lower cost of gain. I was surprised to read the price of alfalfa hay was $167 a ton last November, which was $4 lower than October and $2 lower than the prior year. I think that was a hay buying opportunity. Hay stocks are low, but not as bad as in 2012 or 2018. Hay stocks are lowest, where the drought has been the worst. It was noted that hay stocks in Texas were up 14%. They irrigate. Hay makes money, and row crops in Texas does not. Better plan the hay inventory thinking ahead, as Dr. Elwin Taylor says that we will see the drought of the century this decade. They forecast the pandemic and no one listened. Here's another opportunity to be forewarned of something. You've know, listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing services, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com.